This is the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. I'm Matt, and today I'm going to be doing rewatch. Rewatch is where I rewatch a TV series and compare and contrast it to its current book counterpart. So I'm watching at the moment Invincible, and I'm on to episode five of season one. So the uh, Titan stuff. I actually quite like the Titan stuff within it. All right, because uh, I kind of feel like Titan was a pretty good character in the comic book. All of this stuff is done quite early on, yeah, quite early on in the series. Whereas in the in the comic, it doesn't seem to come till quite later on. Um, yeah, I still love the Mark flying scenes. I kind of feel like they are really good. Um, sorry, it's just popped on the screen as I was talking about that. Yeah, the. Um, Titan stuff, I kind of feel like they've been a bit premature, but I'm not sure if they've brought it in to show the fight at the end, where um, where Mark gets his ass kicked, um, to be fair, I think that's all the thing, oh, we've got more Amber in it being, you know, as you know, awkward as possible, because she's just a secondary character who's trying to make the big time, um, yeah, no, she winds me up, there's the whole her whole demeanor, everything about her just winds me up. She needs to go. And unfortunately she's gonna be here for the foreseeable. Um I think this episode is literally all about Mark not being able to balance his superior life and his um his yeah, his private life and um yeah, even with the stuff with yeah, with Amber he seems to be all over the place and then he's got Bergamot to be fair, in the comic, his dad let him quit Bergamot a long time before this. If I'm honest, I'd forgotten that he hadn't already quit, if I'm honest, because I kind of feel like it hasn't been shown whatsoever. Um, I do love the comedy moments between Mark and his dad, you know, interrogating a, a suspect, dropping him from a great height. Um, yeah, I do like that. I kind of feel like that, you know, bits between Mark and his dad, they, they do come they are in the comic kind of thing, but I feel like this version of um, Omni-Man is much more brutal than we got in the um, in the comic. Is it me or is Principal Winslow's head really odd-shaped as well? I kind of feel like, th- is, there, is there really people out there whose heads look like that? Mm, I'm not convinced. There's a moment in it where he's texting Amber while he's fighting someone and she's saying, you know, you're on thin ice. I feel like you should just gibber here and there, but you know the, the writers think that she's worth it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off a little bit from Amber and try and give her the benefit of the doubt, even though I hate her so much. I think one of the main problems I've got with Invincible at the moment is that although they've got really good voice actors, but yeah, well, good, famous kind of people doing the voices. I kind of feel like they just, some of them just, you know, they're not as, they're not what I always expected them to be. Like Machine Head, I kind of feel like Jeffrey Donovan, you know, what is he from, Bear Notice and some of the CSIs and stuff like that. I, it it just doesn't sound right to me. Titans fight there, what is it, Mahashal um, Ali, however you pronounce that, I always butcher it, all right. Uh, I was going to use his last name, Ali. Uh, He's boss as Titan. Do you know what I mean? That that there's no issue with that. But Machine Head, Jeffrey Donovan is Machine Head. I'm just like, nah, doesn't doesn't make sense. It's like Sandra Rowe as Mark's mom. She's just like this great actor, but there's just nothing there. Do you know what I mean? 
the, you know, these, these voice actors who do these cartoons back in the day and the animes and stuff like that have been doing these doing the voiceover stuff for that long that they're really good at it. I kind of feel like you can't just you can't just read the lines. You've got to actually act it out a bit. I just don't feel like they. I don't feel like they believe it. Kind of thing. I do love the idea of um, Mark and his dad in space, and they it's like on the job training kind of thing. I do like all that. I kind of feel like that was kind of missing from the comic. I kind of feel like he did a few bits, and then he just expected. Yeah, you know, Mark knew what he was doing. I kind of feel like they missed out a lot of this in the comic. All right. See, I am saying that the series has some. Some bits that are a bit errorator, okay? And not just all for the comic. Oh, and then we've got more Amber scenes where she's just, like, kicking off. Oh, I kind of feel like you need to tell her, mate. Tell her. Tell her you're invincible because, you know, she's mildly less annoying once you do that, I kind of think. See, I kind of feel like they've got Titan now. They could have made him into much more of a character. I kind of feel like... Yeah, he had a few, you know, a few chapters of the book that he was in and stuff like that. But he was never a main character. You could blatantly make a main character. You could almost do a spin-off with Titan at the helm, honestly. I kind of feel like, you know, Titan, yeah, like, on the streets kind of thing. It's almost like a Luke Cage kind of thing. Just putting it out there, some of Mark's villains are, are hilariously stupid. They're the elephant guy. I just don't really understand half of that. I don't. At what point? At what point? As was was he born that way? Did he make himself that? Way? Who knows? I need to know more about this elephant guy. To be fair, in this episode, they do take ages getting to the the invincible bit. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like with what sixteen minutes in already, and it actually they still had. They've only just gone invincible by you know Ryan Otley. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Kirkman, Corey Walker, and all that, you know what I mean? Kind of feel like, oh, and then we've got some uh, Debbie Grayson stuff where she's probably going to moan about the fact that her husband's lying to her or something. I kind of feel like she cottoned on far too quick in this, and it's just like, it's dragging it out. And then they've added, they've kept scenes from the book, like in previous chapter where her and Nolan get back... uh, in the series they get back from vacation but they've had an argument on vacation and she's like really skeptical about him and then they had sex in the living room just before mark got home and i'm thinking if you were that sus about someone ideally i can't see her having having it away with him i just don't really understand that i kind of feel like that this series is obviously yeah like they've made amber into more of a character i feel like they've made debbie into more of a character this for me works a little bit better because obviously Maybe they were thinking she was too naive in the comic book and you're like, you know, far too trusting of her husband who lied to her and lied to her and lied to her. But at the moment, she's like, she's got a, was it Damien Damien Dark, was it Dark Blood? Either way, the Red Demon guy, she's got his little notebook and you're like, she's going through it like some amateur sleuth. So... I just feel like maybe they've made her into a better character, but I still feel like that Sandra needs to give a little bit more. Just, I just don't believe her at the moment. Maybe the problem is that series Nolan is just not as good as Lion as the you know, comic Nolan. Maybe comic Nolan was much, you know, he was a better liar. Who knows? 
that said, Comic Nolan, he, he didn't kill off the Guardians till much later on than this. Can I just put it out there, though, as well? Eve is a much better character in the comic than she is in this. Well, how much of a dick are her parents in any universe? I had to be like, a dad wants her to take back, you know, <laughs> take back you know, Rex after he's cheated on her. You know, all guys make mistakes. Wow. What a dad, eh? What a dad. I feel like they've um, they've made the Guardians into probably more than they were in the comic. Uh, showing that they're obviously nowhere near living up to the expectations of what came before. Um, I feel like there's a lot of collateral damage going on at the moment as well. So, I still think that we... Uh, we we have an issue with Robot as well because we, we actually don't know why he's being so creepy at the moment. And actually, um, you know, it comes out it comes out in the comic. It's going to come out, you know, towards the end of the season anyway. But at the moment, he just looks really creepy, you know, checking out um, Monster Girl. We, we all know Monster Girl isn't actually a young girl, but that's not the point. She looks like one. One thing that I've really noticed about the Graysons is, especially the Viltrumite ones, is that they really don't care who sees them fly up onto the air and fly away. Like, literally, Debbie is sat in a car, tricking Nolan to go to, what, you know, Italy and then France or whatever. And she can literally see him fly into the air and then sonic boom away. I kind of feel like, come on, you know. The next door neighbour would have cottoned on by now, definitely. Especially they were playing they were playing catch up there the other day. You know, come on. Yeah, her amateur sleuthing is getting better though, because she not only did she trick Nolan into leaving the country and going for food and alcohol and stuff like that, she found the thing, you know, found the suit, but also calculated literally how long it would take Nolan to fly to each place. Because their phone alarm goes off and he literally turns back up. I think that's quite a skill. You know, she, did she take into consideration that, you know, like, he might have ran into, you know, like, some, you know, some problems, you know, like, in the shop? You know, was there a queue? Was there no queue? Did he rob everything? I don't know. Is Omni-Man a thief as well as a world conqueror? Who knows? I know I'm, like, really down on Amber, but at least one thing you can say about her is, though, that she, she you know, she gives to charity, she, you know, helps the, the needy and stuff like that. The other Amber, you know, the, you know, the white blonde one, not so much. She didn't really give a crap whatsoever. Um, the fight at the end of this, it, it is pretty decent. I kind of feel like that the fight at the end doesn't specifically tell you how important Battle Beast is because later on down the line he'll become quite important to what they're trying to accomplish with the Viltrumites. So, can we just address how brutal that fight was? The uh, it's it's that final blow on Mark that I just think unnecessary but really good at the same time i love the fact that they're not not afraid to scrimp on the blood as well um black samson has proved that out of all the guardians he can take a beating better than they can because he survives this just put it out there he does survive and realistically you know what was it dark wing or whatever his name was um he got thrown around like by omni-man like big time hit the ground a few times and was completely fucked up whereas samson actually gets better from this you know what i mean but either way uh, the monster girl stuff it just shows how creepy robot can be at the end as well because realistically 
what she she said hello to him and now he's like besotted with her. Yeah, I kind of feel like the end scenes with Titan as well. Literally, like I said earlier, you could make a new series out of that. So, all in all, this this episode it was a pretty decent episode. To be fair, um, it's it's almost like um, Kirkman's decided now uh, he needs to start showing you ways to take out Viltrumites because it becomes a bit of a thing later on down the line. So we've got Battle Beast at the moment. We've got. Um, what a squid, a, a big squid creature that um, Nolan took out that give him some, you know, some grief. And there's going to be a few other things along the way. So I'm not sure if he's he's trying to put them into your head now so that you remember them later on down the line. Like I said in previous uh, previous rewatches, uh, Robert Kirkman is a future, he, he, a future Smith kind of thing. He's uh, he's always thinking about. You know, the next thing that can come along and I think that's what I that's what I loved about this episode that maybe it's brought Battle Beast in a lot sooner than the comic but he is a decent character and he will be in it later on down the line so I'm Matt and this has been the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast thanks for listening